Hi, this is Bernard Zimmermann. And Philip Water. Welcome to our podcast series, Virtual Leadership Development, How to Master the New Normal. Welcome from my side as well. In the series, we cover a range of topics that all have an influence or impact on leadership development and all its application in a virtual context. In today's, our fourth episode, Personal Level Challenges, Vulnerability and Fear, we are talking today about the challenges that hamper the virtual process on a personal dimension, specifically focusing on the impact of situations when we subconsciously feel vulnerable or experience a lack of trust. So, Philip, what will we be covering specifically? Well, Bernard, when we spoke about this, we divided this into four key points. The first one, a lack of trust. Then the deep fears that we have about who we are. Third, self-limiting beliefs. And finally, having to open ourselves up. Now, they all seem to be closely connected, but yet also different. So tell us more about lack of trust. How does that show up? What's happening there? Bernard, as you just said, yes, obviously they're all interconnected and you have to pull them apart in some way to be able to look at each specific point and how we can address them. So the first one, lack of trust. You know, we have this when we do a training in a room. You know, when people sit down, they feel vulnerable. They don't necessarily know that they feel vulnerable, but they feel vulnerable. And it takes a while for them to open up. And very often we use icebreakers or things like that to help people open up and respond to each other. Mm. And this is very similar in mm. an online environment. In fact, in my opinion, it's actually even worse because we sit there within our own space, within our own homes. And now all of a sudden, through the virtual world, everybody is in the room with me. They see my room. They see what happens behind me. And without even realizing that, that really puts us in a vulnerable space. The reaction that we very often have, we treat the screen as a barrier to protect us. Yes. It's a bit like, remember the days we worked in the classroom, that people felt much more comfortable to have a table in front of them than being open in a space in, in a half circle. So the barrier on the screen is interesting that people feel that they are more protected through that screen. Absolutely. You know, the first thing that I always do in a workshop is if there are tables, I remove the tables because that <laughs> really is a barrier and it stops people from opening up. They are able to hide behind the table and today we hide behind the screen. So it will be interesting in one of the coming episodes when we then dive in what you can do to build the trust to make people feel at ease. But before we go there, let's just cover the challenges. You said also, very importantly, the deep fears about who we are. What's happening there? Bernard, this is more about who we are. You know, each of us, in the way that we are, we have fears about ourselves. And these are very, very basic fears that follow us through our lives. And this is the way we react because we protect ourselves. And these fears are different from person to person. But for instance, some mm. of us are afraid of rejection subconsciously, yeah. mm -hmm. or we feel that we're not good enough. These fears then play a role in a situation where we feel very vulnerable. So if I'm coming into a new group and I now sit and look at the screen, 
And all of a sudden, I see 10, 12, or even 50 people that I don't know, subconsciously, I'm going to protect myself. And yes. this is where the fears come in. And if I'm not aware of that, I don't really know how to stop protecting myself mm. and actually start taking part constructively. Yes. What's your experience with this? Well, when exactly how you describe that people are more defensive, they're more kind of in themselves. And when you have this combination of, of lack of trust and these fears in the virtual room, you try to get an interaction with people. And it's almost in some cases like pulling teeth to bring people forward and allow them to really just say what's on their mind and not feel that they're judged by others. There's a lot of attention that you need to pay to, and that will be interesting when we dive into the approach we use and we recommend how you overcome these fears and address really the needs for safety and reduce the level of fear when they enter a new group. Absolutely. So Philip, number three, you also said self-limiting beliefs. What are the core self-limiting beliefs you come across when you work with groups in an online setting? Well, I'm sure you've come across them as well, but I'll give you two. When we talk about self-limiting beliefs, you know, we have beliefs about things. When they're self-limiting, these are actually beliefs that we hold that stop us from doing something. One self-limiting belief that I've come across very often is simply online doesn't work because it's not personal. Mm -hmm. And then That's it doesn't work because I believe it doesn't work. Yes. In you, your subconscious, you do almost everything to make sure your belief is confirmed. Yeah. A self-limiting belief is almost like a self-fulfilling prediction. Yes. Uh, Bernard, what self-limiting beliefs have you come across? Mainly when you interact first time around with people that they say it's not personal. Very recently, I came across one coachee who thought the only way to work is face-to-face. -face. And I said, why don't we, because of the lockdown, why don't we try and do it online? And the person was totally surprised. Said, wow, this was really like being in a room. You were talking about my emotion. You recognized what was going on in my mind. Mm -hmm. You're reading the frustration I brought into the conversation. So if I listen to what you just said, Bernard, essentially, if we stopped thinking about the self-limiting belief and we just open up to what's possible, actually great things can happen. Yes. And that's my deep belief, uh, not self-limiting, but my deep belief is that if we allow our brain the freedom to connect and not be restricted by the self-limiting beliefs, it makes life online so easy and gives us a very powerful connection to each other. I do agree with you. And that brings us to our fourth point, which is having to open yourself up, which is almost, in a sense, a summary of everything. In our last episode, we spoke about that self-development is essentially building awareness. Mm. And if we are not aware how important it is to open ourselves up and what closes us down, then it's very difficult for us to actually take part constructively and make a contribution. Yes. And the interesting part for me when I was reflecting about to, you know, having to open up in the years, well, decades ago, possibly, I've experienced the same in, when you're in classroom. I don't see a difference when you face to face with a person than when you're online. It has this challenge 
that if people don't have to trust and fear that something is not clear for them or there's a lot of uncertainty, it doesn't matter whether you're online or whether you're in the room, you have to build that. You have to give the safe space, whether it's physical or whether it's online. Bernard, I absolutely agree. I think the challenges are the same and the solutions are the same. They just appear to us in a different way. And specifically, when we come to the solutions, we have to be much more conscious about addressing the challenges that we face. Indeed. Now, these are the four points you said at the beginning. And I want to just prepare our listeners for what's next. What should listeners reflect on for the next episode? Well, in the next episode, we'll be talking about the impact of a lack of intention. So the question I'd like everyone to reflect on is how do you show up in a virtual session when you're not clear about your own intention for taking part in that session? Or if the purpose for your participation is not clear to you about what you want to get out of it? What I also want to remind our listeners of is that in the sessions where we focus on how to address these challenges, we will be talking about rules of engagement. And in that session specifically, we will deal with how to build trust. I'm looking forward to that session because for me, that is a core element of addressing a number of the challenges we have and will be talking about. So that's it from me. Thank you, everyone. Yes, thank you. And goodbye from me as well. Finally, before we go, if you would like to connect with us or share your insights and feedback, please feel welcome to do so either on LinkedIn, Bernard Zimmerman at contact, that is C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T, or Philipp Wota. We're both based in Germany, or connect via email at philip at wota.net or bernard.zimmermann at contact international, that is C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T hyphen international.com. We look forward to connecting in our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.